You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges Nashville is a church plant in the heart of Music City, meeting at the Listening Room Cafe in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. Here's this week's message. Thank you all for tuning in. I believe God's going to speak a good word to you today as well. But if you've got your Bibles, uh, meet me over in Acts chapter 2. And I'm going to get there in a minute. Some of the scriptures will be on the screen. Some of them won't be. But uh, nonetheless, lock in, take some notes, write something down, because I believe God's going to speak to you as we kick off this series, Devoted. Everybody say devoted. devoted. Come on, say it like you mean it, devoted. devoted. And, you know, when you think about devotion, you think about going all in, somebody being totally committed. Uh, somebody being totally in love with uh, something or someone and it gets all of their time, their, their resources, their everything, being devoted. And, and I can't think of a, another person who has shown what it's like to be uh, devoted to the 25th power, like devoted beyond anybody else that have ever walked the face of the earth than Jesus Christ and, and, and God with his love towards us. So I want to Kick this off with Romans chapter 5 to just showcase how Jesus was so devoted to you and I, how God was so devoted to you and I. In Romans 5.8, taking notes, write that down, go home and dive into this scripture. Romans 5.8 says, but God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, everybody say sinners. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We all know John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever should believe it in should not perish, but have everlasting life. We know the scripture. But one of the things we got to understand is how devoted he was Jesus went to the cross. I was telling some of the uh, uh, team the other day, I said, I was driving down the road and I just had this thought. When Jesus went to the cross, he already saw into 2024. He saw the dysfunction of humanity. He saw how, how a godless nature would be running rampant. He saw all of that, and he still went to the cross. Before we ever knew him, he died for us. I mean, no, that's devoted. That is, that, is, that is a high sign of devotion. He's giving his life for people that he already knows is going to turn against him. Gave his life. You remember, you know, sometimes I think we forget, you know, Israel was crying out, crucify him. His own people hated him. But yet he went to the cross showing his devotion for you and I. Now I want to fast forward to Acts chapter 2 and we'll get into the, to the meat of this. But aren't you glad that Jesus, despite your actions and despite how you were, He still died for you. Let that sink in. Let that soak in. Despite how you were, he still died for you. And in Acts chapter 2, 
going to do some reading here. Uh, the story of the day of Pentecost. This is where uh, God's people gather together. They're waiting to be uh, for the Holy Spirit to come in. And, and we're going to dive into this because I believe this one act kind of kicked off this, this devotion by God's people. I'll paraphrase some of this. But please go home, dive into Acts chapter 2, and I guarantee you it will, it will bless you, it will strengthen you, it will kind of give you a blueprint of what your life should look like. Acts chapter 2, it says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers, everybody say all the believers. Come on, say it like you mean it. All the believers. That's better. We're meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation. Everybody say every nation. Living in Jerusalem... When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by believers. So, so there, Jesus, the last words he gave them before he went to heaven, he said, hey, you know, Terry, they're in the upper room, they're praying, they're, they're on assignment, they're, they're praying through and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit breaks in and, and fills them all with the Spirit of God. And it was like tongues of fire lighting on each one of them. And they begin to, to speak in tongues and, and not just any, any jibber-jabberish, right? This was something they begin to speak in other languages. You talk about diversity that was there on the scene. They're speaking in other languages to where People that gathered there, like, like, wow, I hear my, my native dialect. Somebody's communicating to me in, let me break it down. Somebody is communicating to me in this room in Spanish. Somebody's communicating in Swahili. Somebody's communicating in French, to, and they're communicating to one another. From the gift of God. I strong, I, this is one of the things I take away from this is the Holy Spirit, I truly believe this, the Holy Spirit will empower us. We're devoted to God. He will empower us to, to break through the language barrier and be able to communicate to people. that we couldn't communicate without God's help. Does that make sense? Break down the door, the, the walls that, that hurt has built up around people. And when you allow the Holy Spirit, it's not so much as you can say, well, you know, remember the, the, the big thing back in the day was like, do you speak in tongues? Do you speak in tongues? Do you speak in tongues? Well, they were speaking in tongues for a purpose for a reason to communicate. This was a language. It was a language that other people could understand. 
people recognize, man, this, is, this, this has to be a God thing. And Peter stands up, and we all know that. I'll paraphrase Peter. Peter stood up, and, and he began to preach. For the first time, he's preaching. And what he's doing, he's preaching about the life, the cross, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He gives this mini message of the whole life of Jesus. And as he's preaching this, he's talking about the word. I mean, oh, Jesus was the word. He's talking about the word, and he's talking about what happens. And so, and we catch up to this in Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Peter goes on to say, so let him, after he's talking about the life, the cross, and the resurrection, he goes on to say, so let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Verse 37, Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Now, I love that because it's like this is the beginning of a devotion that is about to be displayed throughout the land. They've heard Peter talk about Jesus in such a way through the help of the Holy Spirit They heard the word. They didn't hear his opinion. They heard the word. And at at the end of hearing the word, once again, the Bible says, Peter's words pierced their hearts. It left them at a place where they're like, what should we do? Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of of your sins. It goes on to say, those who believe what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. Guess what? 3,000 people went all in hearing Peter preach this message that was inspired by the Holy Spirit, talk about the life, the cross, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 3,000 people cried out, what should we do after hearing this message? How many know the word of God will move you? This is, this is the walk away. When you really dive in and you go all in, the word of God is, is here to move you. These guys, they didn't just sit back, oh, man, that was a great sermon, Peter. You were on fire, literally. Man, you were doing it. They didn't just, oh, man, that's a good tweetable. Let me, hey, can you, can you repeat that so I can tweet that out and take it? They didn't do any of that. No, their response from the word of God is that the words pierced their hearts. What should we do? What should we do? And Peter gave them the next steps. Repent. And be baptized. And this formed a community of believers that were devoted. Everybody say devoted. As we jump into this now, we'll put some stuff up on the screen for you guys. Uh, Acts chapter 2, we'll start verse 42. It says this, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals including the Lord's Supper. 
and to prayer. Now, when you hear that word devoted, a couple things I like to think about. If you're taking notes, write this down. Devoted means this. It means very loyal and loving. Very loyal and loving. It also means this, which I think we can apply this one. It means given over to the display, study, or discussion of. When you're devoted to something, you're going to study that. You're going to talk about that. You're going to be, once again, you're going all in when you're devoted to Jesus. These, these new converts, these new disciples, these new Christ followers, man, they went all in. What should we do? Peter said, repent, be baptized. They jumped all in. It wasn't just a word. Once again, it wasn't just a, a, a fiery sermon. Man, the, the preacher was on today. No, they were like, man, these words, they cut us to the, to the soul. What should we do? What should we do? It also means this. When you devote yourself to something, give all. Everybody say all. all. It says to give all or a large part of one's time or resources to a person, activity, or a cause. A person, activity, or a cause to be devoted these new converts stood on the edge. Hey, what do you want us to do? These, these words have cut us, man. They've, they've, they've cut us deep. We, we've got to respond to this. They went all in. And the scripture goes on and says this, a deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place, and shared everything they had. Now, let's, let's talk about that real quick because I believe as we go all in and we're devoted, we understand that it's not even about us anymore. It's about the cause. It's about the cause of Christ. It's about all for the kingdom. It's about God, what do you want me to do? You know, one of the things we do on our fourth Sunday when we go out and we, we, we're doing be a bridge, I'm always saying, hey, Ask God, God, what do you want me to do? And the Bible says, once again, a deep sense of awe. They were just so thankful to be in the kingdom. They were so thankful and reverenced God. Uh, miracles were being performed, and the believers met together in one place. They shared everything. So there's a oneness that is going on. There's this sense of, man, you're my brother, you're my sister. What can I do to help you? They shared everything. Verse 45. Now, before I read 45, I'm not telling anybody to go home and sell your house, to go home and sell your car. Okay, I'm not. Did y'all hear Pastor Donna say that? No. So I don't need nobody to be like, well, Pastor said I need to sell my house. No, no, no. Now, if God speaks to you, and that word cuts you, then you got to look at God. God, what should I do? Y'all tracking with me? Because sometimes God will require you to do something that will test your devotion. But when you're all in and you're totally devoted, these, these new disciples, they were totally devoted. But verse 45, this is, this is what they were doing. Verse 45, they sold their property and possessions 
and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. Whoa, this is not just once a week. Y'all tracking with me? This is where we got to get outside of this, this organized religion box that we try to put God in and think the only time he shows up is on a Sunday morning. How many know that's not true? Because he shows up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday as well, correct? But, but religion puts him in a box, and we think the only time, you know, I, man, I, I, need to, I need to hear a word from God. I got to go to church next Sunday. Well, you can't hear from him Monday? He can't speak Tuesday? Is God mute on Wednesday? Oh, come on. Does God not know how to talk on Thursday? Is God silent on Friday? Oh, you know what? God's at the lake on Saturday, so, I, so he ain't going to bother with me. Oh, but Sunday, God will speak to me. Y'all tracking? This is, this is what religion has taken us to and put him in a box. These devoted disciples, they figured it out. They figured out that God was beyond the four walls of the church, Rick. They figured it out. They figured it out that God was everywhere they went. Listen, don't let that fly over your head. I'm going to say that again. These believers were filled with the Holy Spirit. They carried God's presence. They figured it out. God is everywhere that I go. So if I invite people over to my home and share a meal, God is there. But religion teaches us, hey, invite somebody out to lunch. Be kind, be good. Hook them so you can drag them to church. You ever heard this one? Uh, people have tried to figure out, okay, how, you know, they kind of say, okay, Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men. And so they've taken a worldly analogy, fishing, because when you go, how many ever been fishing? How many know you use different types of bait, correct? Depending on what the fish are biting, so you use that bait, right? And... That same type of analogy or mode of operation can easily creep into the church and say, well, well what can I do to, to, to bait people into God's house? Or I need to bait them into the kingdom. And the, the, only, the, only, the only problem with that, I figured it out. This is, this is well, I don't know if I figured it out, but I just feel like this is what God told me, Patrick. that the bait is Jesus. Jesus is the bait. Because if we're, if we're, if we're trying to have different types of bait to draw people in, I mean, you gotta keep that bait. If we're drawing people in through pizza, how I many that has to maintain a bait? while they're there, because the moment they're not eating pizza, Jesus has to be the bait. 
preach the word of God. Peter, when he preached, he didn't, he didn't try to figure out, okay, how, what kind of bait can I use to keep everybody's attention? No, he just got up and shared the word. He preached the word. Jesus was the bait that hooked people, that caused people to go all in for his cause and for the kingdom. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They did it every day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. They shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All of a sudden, man, the nature of this, the, these new converts, it's like they're giving, they're loving, they're kind, they're caring, they're worshiping not just on Sundays, they're worshiping every day. As I read this scripture, I thought, man, this just starts, starts in the home. Everything else was kind of like a byproduct, man. It starts in the home. And, 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 and God challenged me, and, 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 and I hope this word challenges you. And as I think about, God, what, what can I do to, to replicate this? In my home today, what does that look like? If I'm going to go all in and, and, and show my, my children, hey, this is, this is what God wants us to do. What does that look like? I can tell you for sure, I'm not going to have all this equipment in my home. I'm not going to be, hey, Patrick, I need, to, I need to worship and take the Lord's Supper at home with my family. Can, can the band, can you put some people on the schedule and send them to my house and let's worship and no, that's not going to happen. But it, it may be, okay, God, what, did, what does worship look like without all this? What's, what does that look? Because they did it. I don't think they, Jonathan, I don't think they carried a drum set to each house. Now, they may have had a cajon, okay? I, I will go there. Somebody, somebody made a cajon. Somewhere, somebody, somebody cut a tree down and hollowed it out. Somebody had a cajon. I give them that. They did. But it's like they worship together. And as we, you know, I'm just excited because as we, as we go on this path of the series, and, and, and these are things that, that as you dive into the word and get more devoted in his word, more devoted to what God is saying he wants from you and I. Get more devoted in it. And through our devotion comes that display. Y'all tracking with me? We talked about it's a, it's, a, it's a display, given over to the display of. This is how I'm displaying my affection towards an amazing Savior and a loving God. This is how I display that. Once again, they sold their possessions. I'm going to switch over to the Amplify because it takes us a little deeper. Then we're going we're gonna to wrap things up here. Y'all, this helping anybody today? Give me a hand clap to encourage me. It's helping me. I want to keep going. I, I trust that it's helping you online as well. And they sold their possessions. Both Amplify says both their land, property, in their movable goods. Now, once again, this is what the word, it's in the word. This is not Pastor Donna saying everybody needs to go home 
and put everything on Craigslist. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, go home and ask God, God, how can my life begin to be more devoted to you? What does that look like? What, what, what display of action should I be doing? They're movable goods and distributed the price among all according as any had need. Mm. And day after day, they regularly assemble in the temple with united purpose. And in their homes, they broke bread, including the Lord's Supper. I'm going to invite the band back up here to, to join me. We're going we're to end this by taking the Lord's Supper. They partook of their food with gladness and simplicity and generous hearts. Verse 47, we were singing about this earlier when Del was leading us in a song. I, I, I will bless you. I will bless him at all times. And all. Verse 47 says, constantly praising God. I'm sorry. Yeah. I switched. I switched. Thank you, Josiah, for being on top of that. Y'all give Josiah a hand clap. He's, man, he's so good. And he heard me say I, I switched verses up and stuff like that and, and so he's not going to confuse you and put the wrong verse up there. You'd be like, what? Switch translations. Constantly praising God and being in favor and goodwill with all the people and the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved from spiritual death. And I just really, really believe we can walk this out on an individual basis and we can we can be all in to what his word wants us to do remember as Peter got through preaching they looked at him and says what do you want us to do are you talking about a message that captivated people a message that challenged people a message that inspired people to action which led to a devoted lifestyle for you and I to learn from today, a devoted lifestyle that gives us a glimpse and a picture of what it looks like to go all in for God. Father, we thank you. Throughout the next several weeks, as we set all of our hearts, our minds, our spirits, being this devoted Christ follower. Notice I didn't say perfect. I mean, nobody's perfect. But I believe there's something that we can aim for. God, I want to be devoted to you. What, is, what does that look like? In every area of my life. And I love what they laid out for us. They... They shared meals and fellowship and daily. Because they did this daily, the Lord's Supper. And, and that's one of the things, you know, as, as we prepare to take communion together as a church family, we usually do this together on, on first Sundays uh, of the month. If you want to take communion, Sarah's going to be coming by and and passing that out. You can just raise your hand if you want to take that with us. And, um, 
But it's not just a Sunday morning thing. This is where I think we can all begin to practice this. And it's, it's coming into alignment with God's word. And I think it's a daily repentance and asking for forgiveness. And it's a daily, God, I'm doing this because Jesus said, do this in remembrance. And this keeps me, this keeps me remembering the goodness of God. I'm locked in to Jesus. This keeps me rooted and grounded into the family of God. Jesus said, as often as you do, that's why he said often, often. I don't think he was talking about Rick once a week, but it's often. Keep some grape juice and some crackers. And as often, holy moment between you and your Savior. Amen? So Father, as we close this out in in the time of worship and following the example Lord God that's been set before us by those whose hearts were pierced by the hearing of the word Those who cried out, what should we do? And those that jumped all in for your kingdom. We thank you for the forerunners of this first community of believers that was formed and devoted to you. Thank you that in the weeks to come, as we continue to hear from other speakers here at Bridges how to be devoted in areas of our life. I think that change will come to each and every one of us, a new level of devotion. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To find out more about us and who we are, check out our website at bridgesnashville.com or find us on social media at Bridges Nashville.